0: Alice Miller, a Polish-Swiss psychologist and author of the book, The Untouched Key, Tracing Childhood Trauma and Creativity and Destructiveness said, in the short term, corporal punishment may produce obedience, but it is a fact documented by research that in the long term, the results are inability to learn, violence and rage, bullying, cruelty, and an inability to feel another's pain, especially that of one's own children, even drug use addiction and suicide i'm danielle i'm raleigh and this is unstuck the special education podcast Take a look. It's in a book. Wow. It's reading rainbow.
1: You know, don't quit your day job. <laughs> you sure? Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I nailed it. That's what that sounded like to me. That—that's the uplifting anthem oh. by someone named Evan, something or other. I just, so, you know, I feel like I feel like I've—I've I've heard that saga Tavern 2 on a PBS show. I mean, sure. I don't know. Did it go back as far as the Electric Company? Yep. Shout out to the Electric Company. <laughs> Nobody remembers it. That's hey, okay. How was your first week of school? Well, luckily, it was only three days, so it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, it's always fun to see the kids again, or, well, in my case, they're there all summer, so seeing them after a couple of weeks. Um, but it's always nice to, to start the year. Everybody's got their new clothes and their new backpack, and everything's clean and fresh and shiny and new. Um, so you There's know. some honeymooning
0: happening, yeah. although this year I'm going to tell you. I got none of that. Who no needs honeymoon. A honeymoon.
1: Who needs it? This thing just started fresh
0: two weeks ago. I've I, I've been getting emails and emails. I've been telling people like, I had two hundred fifty something emails at one point. Hmm. Sounds like a lot. And every time I tried to get under two hundred, just under two hundred, like set small goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, within twelve hours, I was back up. And I'm yeah. like, this is just impossible. This week, I need to just trying to be with kids, support teachers, and yeah, respond to other stuff from outside has been tricky mm-hmm. so
1: i mean we can beat the dead horse we will just say staffing shortages hashtag yeah. staffing shortages yeah. that's it oh Everybody's. My gosh. but you know it does it's going to loop into our topic today i think in in a sort of psychological connection that we've decided to make to it but um i think judging by your quote um that you so wonderfully and eloquently were able to say on the first take. Swiss not psychologist. Not. No, that took a second Psych- no Polish, Polish. Swiss. Swiss. It's really hard to say Polish Swish. <laughs> um so yeah, that took a couple tries, but uh we do this for you. So I think the topic of corporal punishment. So something you know, I I will out myself as being the most naive person around. I didn't realize this was something happening in schools until I was watching get ready the news actually MSNBC was watching something and up pops this um, little story not little story a significant story about uh, corporal punishment being reinstated in the state of Missouri and then it says oh and by the way 19 other states have this policy and essentially what this one was saying is that in Missouri they you're, parent guardian can sign off on you receiving corporal punishment if they choose to. So what that would look like apparently to prevent quote, shaming the child is you would say, oh, you know, Danielle, you've done something you shouldn't do and you're going to go to the principal's office. And then the principal is going to um, meter out the punishment. And then you return back to what? Regularly scheduled programming, like nothing happened. Like your principal didn't just whack you on the butt. Again, I could be missing some of the logistics but that's what it seemed like.
0: Well, that aligns with the NPR article that you had sent me after I think that news story broke. Mm -hmm. Um, And it said a couple of lines from it. uh, The policy states that corporal punishment will be used only when other forms of discipline, such as suspensions, have failed, and then only with the superintendent's permission. And apparently the superintendent, Marilyn Johnson, told the Springfield News Leader that the decision came after an anonymous survey found that parents, students, and school employees were concerned about student behavior and discipline we've ha- and she's uh he said we've had people actually thank us for it which i find to be like where's the survey where's well, the survey data that people yeah. are thanking them for that because
1: honestly all it does is make my blood boil well this is super weird to me i again like it's your scheduled beating time is at you know 3 30 p.m on tuesday like what how does this work so you've you've decided other forms of quote discipline so you've suspended a child so they've done something, you've suspended them. They come back to school. They're not remediated by the suspension. So you decide we're gonna schedule a, a, a butt whacking for you. So we're gonna do that. Um, so make sure you're here for it. How did I, the idea that anyone thinks after all of the talk about kids with anxiety, kids with you know depression, kids with behavior problems, all of the inconsistencies in education and you know whatever's been happening in this world for the past 2 3 years we decide some states decide you know what's really missing here let's let's start hitting kids again i think that's going to solve all the problems
0: well all it's going to do to to sort of call back to the quote is really if I'm a kid and I know that I'm going to a school where I don't know the rules and so I could be getting in trouble for something that I'm not aware of, especially our kids who have concrete brains and don't mm-hmm. understand a lot of that stuff or kids with trauma who really well, can't process ADHD all of it. Or kids ADHD who and, can't sit still. Right, it's, it's all to me, all it's gonna do if I'm that student, I'm not coming to school Right. So now I'm skipping school. Yep. Guess what I'm doing? I'm gonna start looking for alcohol or other ways to. Well, you made that fill leap. my day, yeah, you made sure day. No, but so I'm saying I'm like seven I just,
1: and I don't want to go to school because my 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 superintendent might. Well, hit I feel me. like
0: seven's gonna, a little bit different I'm because your parents Six are like pack. taking no, you school. Just, I don't mean to joke about something so serious. I but just I think.
1: think
0: <sighs> go ahead. No, sorry. I just think about some of the kids, you know, in the times I've like done consulting work and things like that, where the suspensions and things like that also don't work for kids with mental health challenges, all you're doing is sending them back to an environment where they prefer to be. So if you're saying like, if you do this, we're going to hit you. So great. So now the kid doesn't by choice come to school or Mm. get sent on their way by their parent and ends up just walking
1: right past the school. And why is it okay for, I, I can't, there's so much about this that's hard to process, but how is it okay for a school to, again, systematically abuse children sorry i'm gonna say that because i don't understand how this is okay systematically abuse children but then when they go home the guardian the parent shouldn't also do that or should they also do that so you know little timmy goes to school and gets the paddle and then he goes home and you know grandma who's raising him says oh well if timmy went to school and got the paddle i guess i can do that at home too and where do we draw the line between what's abusive and what's uh, you know, remediated or whatever. You know, what what's what's restorative justice? Is that what yeah. we're calling it? What, how are we going to correct the behavior? If we're correcting the behavior at school by a paddle, what do we correct it with at home?
0: Well, and, and not for nothing, I, it happens in this state where, you know, I think families are struggling with kids with behaviors Mm -hmm. in the home who are beating the crap out of them and i don't know how many times i've heard parents over the years say like i had to restrain my kid i had to hold and and technically that's not allowed in the state of massachusetts so we're allowed to professionally do it but we're not allowed to train parents how to support their kids in the home who have um behaviors that are towards other people or even in in Internalized behaviors or like behaviors on themselves, like parents aren't allowed to stop them because then the Department of Children and Families or something are going to be called. So how is this like? Oh, as a school, we're going to do it in a trained way, but at a home, controlled, you can, a a controlled yeah, Like, but at home, you're not allowed to do that, and you're still going to get in trouble.
1: Yeah, uh, it is absolutely mind-boggling. And in that article that I that you had referenced, there was a grandparent of a, a child, a girl who has ADHD, and I want to say she's like seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. And the grandparent was like, this is great. Like I can, that's good. I think that's a good way for, she's really out of control at times. So this is a good way to control. No, this is not what this, <laughs> I, It. it is, we're already, so we were talking about how you can sort of link this to, in a way, I think people that are working within the education world are already stretched thin. Patience is tight. You know, people don't feel necessarily like they are, positive about their jobs in the world of education right now. And now on top of that, we're going to have this model in certain areas of the country where you can do that. So how are we preventing a vindictive person or a kid, a person who's upset with that kid personally? Like what's the, what are the qualifying criteria to say this child should be referred for a paddling? How do you, you know, and who's, who's oversight. So how much goes into that? And I think we all know, that work with kids that maybe have a cause and effect type of brain. If you're doing X behavior, that's going to get you paddled in two days, because we've got to go through all the process of like vetting this situation. How are you connecting that? Like, Oh, I did this thing. And like two days later I got, or is it like later that day? Is this an expedited process? Well, and not
0: for that. It makes it okay for them to do it to someone else. So right. if, it's well, if I'm getting paddled for not turning my homework in, I'm sure it's exactly. not that, I'm sure it's like way more significant yeah. than that. If I'm getting well, here's a good connection. If I'm getting peddled for pointing my finger in your face as an adult, oh. what happens two you're, years down the line you're when pulling I'm pulling out that Fresno, I am, California, yep. thing, what yeah. happens two years down the line when someone points their finger at me on a street corner or at a bank or at mm-hmm. a grocery store? What am I going to do to yeah, them? I can just push them. Like, it's just this, it's, it's Whack systemic. Them. And mm-hmm. I think it speaks to how polarized, I feel like I'm talking very loud because <laughs> I'm getting all <laughs> animated. We're very
1: passionate about this.
0: I am. Um, I am. It speaks to how polarized the country is right now, even as it relates to education, because we just talked about the the principal in Fresno, who, if you haven't seen the um, the news story yet, they just put, I think they just put the video out in the last couple of days of this principal pushing this autistic child, seemingly for just pointing in, like the child never touched the, mm-hmm. the principal of the school, seemingly just pointing in his face and got a two-handed full shove that... I feel like you would, if you were pushing an adult, like that would still be Mm -hmm. hard for the adult. And he's fired, he's having charges pressed on him. So you have this in one state, in California, and then in Missouri and 18 other states, you have, it's allowed, like is that allowed other places or is that?
1: That may not be allowed. Don't get crazy. That principal could then say, you know what? Today at two thirty, you're going to come to my. You know, again, I don't know. Is it the principal that's allowed? Does the superintendent just go from school to school and say, "I've got my paddle"? I mean, I think of this is an old reference, the movie Dazed and Confused. For all those have seen it, with when they have the paddles for the hazing of the of the freshmen, and they have stuff engraved in them, and there's. I mean, is that what we're doing? I mean, we're making it outlandish because to us, who've worked with kids with complex special needs, you know, significant behavioral dysregulation for decades at this point this is Mm mind-blowing that you would agree and consent to allow your child to be paddled by a supervisory person in a school setting as a means of discipline you know great last resort that's great no that should never be the last resort well especially with all of the
0: research like literally there's so much research out there on how how this is not beneficial to any child to have that sort of discipline, and that all of this research on restorative practices, on collaborative problem solving, on working together with the kids, on teachable moments, mm -hmm. on creating teachable moments when a student finds himself not doing it, or just explaining things more concretely so kids can understand. So if I have a kid with autism who you say complete five sentences, and he writes five simple sentences, but it's not based on the assignment, but he did what you asked him to do. And he said, oh, well, I did what you asked. And you think he's being fresh, even though he's mm-hmm. really completed the assignment and how he thinks you're allowed to set him up at 2.30 for a beating. Like, yeah. it just makes no sense to me. And again, we're probably
1: being dramatic about what leads to it. But yeah. so then, you know, as you're saying about the student, so we have that one side of the coin where it's kids with very clear um, neurological differences and, and kids that are neurodivergent and that may have some behaviors and are really understanding, how, you know, socially learning how to understand all of that. So I then I try to transplant my brain into like a a public high school that's understaffed, undertrained, and kids are fighting in the classroom and they're threatening the teacher and they're destroying property and they're disrespectful. So again, our answer to that is possibly let's systematically set them up for paddlings. I mean, I don't know what age you stop doing it, I don't know what age you start doing it. So I can appreciate to some degree how difficult and challenging it is to manage classrooms with 30 kids in them. And there's not enough adults to manage it. And there's not enough training to figure out how to address all of the needs of these kids, whether it's emotional, whether it's academic, whether it's, you know, something happening within homes, the fact of virtual learning for a long time, whatever the reason, now you've got this fallout and our response to that is, well, let's just become more violent. Right. Teaching that violence begets violence or something that you've done leads to something of me putting my hands on you physically to manage that, to scare you and traumatize you into not wanting to be in school. We already I mean, the article that we were referencing about um, just this, this situation, not the initial one from the Swiss Polish Swiss mm-hmm. person Um Ref- I, wait, I read the, th- I'm like waiting for someone to say, well, we've done studies and we find that, you know, a swift paddle to the bottom, uh, you know, in two weeks, if that happened twice, like that, wow, that really changes behavior. It's amazing. Everything about it was, this is not a great idea. This causes trauma. This causes depression. This leads to maladaptive behavior. This is not neurologically stimulating to the brain. This shuts kids down. Nothing about this was positive. So I don't know why anybody's saying this is a good thing.
0: Well, what's the point of child protective agencies if if If, this is just going to be... Years and years and years of research and putting these... Of putting these programs together to help support kids in abusive homes. Mm-hmm. And now we're saying, oh, but it's okay in certain places. But I just can't, like, get, I can't wrap my brain around it. I also can't wrap my brain around how, in some states, like we said, it's okay, in other states, it's not. And what is the Department of Education in Washington, D.C., not just for this, but I think in general, there's such a systemic issue in what kids are learning in states. And part of the problem is that the federal, the federal, Department of Education makes these laws, makes these rules, and leaves it to local agencies to interpret it, right? right. So it's so they're like, oh, you can do this. And so some states are like, uh, absolutely not. You can't, we're not doing corporal punishment. In other words, like, let's tweak the law a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you know the only protected group on a federal level is kids on IEPs? Mm-hmm. So if you have a 504, you're not protected federally. So it's just kids on IEPs. And even then, it doesn't protect them from things like corporal punishment. Right. And so, where are we? Where are we going, United States? i like, I mean, creating. Well, wow, that's a loaded question, right? I mean, I know, like, we can't answer it, obviously, but, <laughs> no, but It's just like there's so many. It's just so divided, and I think this is mm-hmm. just um, an extreme example, in my opinion, of how unfortunate it is for some states who get no resources no supplies. We talked, we talked last year about Indiana having to submit all of their lesson plans for the school year in August. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's insane. And I could speak on my soapbox for hours about this, but.
1: I mean, it is your podcast. That's true. Um, well, and, and you know, I think the, maybe it's the baby elephant in the room or the big elephant in the room. We know who this is going to affect the most. It's mm-hmm. going to affect um, lower socioeconomic classes. It's going to affect kids with disabilities. It's going to affect kids of color, kids that just aren't, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering if the bougie, you know, high school, middle school in some state that does this, if those kids are just as equally punished this way as kids who are coming from, you know, a lower socioeconomic class, who have more, you know, um, learning challenges that are just more troubled and have more outbursts. So I think we can safely say that that's what's going to happen. And we're just continuing this spiral of, you know, making education a place that people don't want to be a part of, whether the kids or the adults. and the the real sad aspect of this is where is the money going we are we are so resource deprived in so many states in this country you know, even in this wonderful state of Massachusetts that has pretty cutting edge medical and, and you know healthcare, you have kids still searching for beds for mental health inpatient stays when they're really out of control and escalated and unsafe. We they can't they're in ERs for weeks on end trying to get a bed. So where's the resources? Where are the resources going? Where are they? Do they exist? It's so the parody, there's no parody. Mm-hmm. It's the the haves get and the have nots don't. And I and you know, To be, if that's divisive, fine. That's the way. That's just well,
0: and maybe that's to to maybe that's why this corporal punishment. Some people may think like, oh, this is a good idea, because maybe they don't have the same resources as a more affluent community, right. or a community that has um, families who advocate and who fight for different rights of kids. So to your point of low socioeconomic status, kids of color, kids with disabilities, not you don't always have, um, always have, the understanding of how you can advocate for kids, whereas Mm -hmm. people who have the financial means can hire an advocate, can hire a lawyer, can hire all these people, and they get the resources, they get the books, they get the, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, everything you need, and that happens in every state. That's happening even when corporal punishment isn't an option, it's just the, the kids who have the people advocating for them and who have the money to pay for things are going to have greater access to things. It's just, I mean, it's the way this country works it's it's just how it is but you know i just i I sort of try to put myself into a a, what's the meeting that that people gather for to say hey you know what we should be doing so like you know yeah we've had a lot of upticks in classroom violence and you know kids that are that are not being successful students in the classroom for whatever reason hmm like who's the person that's like you know what we could do it's controversial but we could like we could paddle them yeah what that's a you know what wow what a great idea you know what forget everything we've been learning for 20 30 40 years let's yeah let's do that let's that bring should, it back let's bring it back that should be fine i think we have to we have to sort of make it like they're visiting um a, you know a doctor's office they come in they check in in the office they i'm here for my paddling i mean I, I again i don't know how not to make it sound ridiculous because it's absolutely ridiculous
0: well and especially where you go through covid where we just went through and all of the Every news story, everything is like, this is a, school is a safe place for kids. It's sometimes where they, the only place they get their meals. Mm -hmm. It's their only place during the day where they feel like they have a consistent um, person supporting them and and advocating for them and and all of these great things about schools. Where's the trust gonna be if they go into school and get paddled for something and they don't, again, to your point, they don't understand why Mm -hmm. because it's happening days
1: down the line or even hours later where it's like I don't know why. Or maybe they're getting abused at home and now they're getting abused at school. Right. I challenge and and welcome anybody listening to this to please, you know, send us a message somehow some way telling us the virtues of this process. I would love to hear the other side. I would love to hear the support of why this is a solution or this is an option for people why you feel that it's going to be helpful or is helpful or what you've seen it be helpful for i would love it because i i can't get my brain around how this is positive to anybody and i just if someone can present the other side in a way that makes sense because again things that we're reading they can't and and you know we're in an era where We have such great mental health awareness to some degree. People have studied these types of things. Whether or not people have the resources and the people and the training, we know so much more about psychology. It's less stigmatizing to have mental health challenges. It's something that's much more in the forefront. And we're embracing that. We're learning to to help people, kids, adults. Neurodiversity. Yep, we're managing it in different ways. Why are we now taking All these steps back to something that, you know, the nun in the Catholic school whacked you with the ruler and, you know, and people will go, well, you know, you knew not to mess with sister so-and-so because she'd be the one that whack you on the hands. Why do we think that's the way to deal with children in 2022? Beyond my understanding. And I also,
0: I'd happily connect with people about other ways Mm -hmm. or, especially where like we keep talking about, you know, some places have more resources than others and have more of an ability. Mm -hmm. I know where I work, I can pretty much go to any training I want Mm -hmm. if it's going, if it's for the kids, if it's support. And I know that that's not, I'm very fortunate and I know that's not everyone. I'm happy to have an email exchange, get on a zoom call and like consult about a specific kid. I mean, if that's, what's gonna, if that's, what's gonna (gasps) save
1: kids from getting hit, (laughs) <laughs> like, or point to yeah. online resources. I mean, yeah. we also, you know, back when certain things were accepted, we didn't have the amount of access. We have so much access. Go on YouTube and cl- you know, put in a topic and generates a million things. Anywhere you want to go, go on to learning sites. Go anywhere, you're gonna find information about children, mental health, education, ways to you know, lack of a better word, discipline them ways to... I mean, we had a whole episode about that, about what are ways that you can work on this. I mean, again, I can appreciate the stress and the intensity, and even sometimes this sort of trauma-type reaction an educator has in a busy, large classroom where kids are not listening to you, and they may be aggressive to you, and they may be aggressive to each other, and it feels like an untenable situation. But there are always ways to manage this. Going back to something violent doesn't seem to make any sense. And I'm again I don't know how you control this action of, of paddling or whatever it is that constitutes corporal punishment to, in a way that feels like this is a learning experience for this child. How do you control that situation to say, you know, are three people watching? Are two or one? Is how do we control it to like, whack do you get three whacks, do you get one? Do you get five? Do you get how do we make that? So that feels like, oh, that's a learning experience. They're going to really remember that.
0: Right. And to your point earlier, what happens after do they just go back to like, right. is it like
1: here are your three paddles and now you can go back to class. Yeah. Like, is that just, and now you're just never going to do that again. Right. You're never going to like, you know, throw this across the room and hit your teacher in the head. You're now you're never going to do that again. No. In fact, you may actually do that more mm-hmm. again. No research is going to probably tell you. And if it is, I would really question the, uh, authenticity or the legitimacy of it is going to tell you harming children in any physical way is actually the best way to control their behavior you're terrifying them sure they're scared and they'll do what you want because they're scared it's not like oh because i I don't get they don't make that link like Mm -hmm. the link to x behavior is i get whacked there's no cause and effect there that other than like i'm afraid of this infliction of pain on my body therefore i won't do it not, well, here's a reason why this is not, you know, a positive experience for me to act in a certain way. There's a whole process to that. Again, I get it. Resources are limited, but if this is your option, I hope this is option Z for most. I mean, I'm hoping that we are blowing this way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Again, I welcome it. Tell us, say you guys are out of control, ridiculous. This is even though this is honest, But you're entertaining. More entertaining. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> this is a, this is a statute that we have, but we never use it. It's the last resort we go through these. Great, bring it, please. I, I welcome it because I think, you know, we want to understand. I, I really do. I want to understand it. And if I'm missing something, I would love to hear what it is that we're missing. Yeah, same.
0: All right. So, on a lighter topic, I have found a would you rather today for our closing discussion.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. For a little
0: lighthearted change of pace. A lighthearted, just yeah, a lighter change a of pace. Bit. Okay. Would you rather mm-hmm. eat mystery leftovers that have been in the fridge for too long? Mm-hmm. Or a stranger's leftovers that they left on their plate at a restaurant?
1: <laughs> um, you know, oddly enough, I don't know that this is... I'm going to go with the stranger's plate. Same. Okay. Because <laughs> at least I know, like, it just was there. And maybe, like, who, who among us... Well, I, I haven't never actually waited tables, but who probably hasn't snuck a fry off of a plate?
0: I have waited tables and I have not done oh, okay. that, but, well, but it okay. has
1: been tempting Okay. when you're and, like, mm. and you know what? Can I add my own little like caveat to this? If I watch that person eat it or like I, I like, depend, you know, could I take something that I didn't think they like bit into? Like if you asked me to like take a bite from the same place they bit, that might be hard. Um, I can tell you that. One of my brothers would definitely pick the food in the fridge because any idea that anything touched anyone else's plate is unacceptable. But I, you know, who knows what you're risking in the fridge. I agree Who knows with what kind a of wholeheartedly. Is in there. And you, you, what if you don't? What if, know it what, sm- it is? what if it smelled bad, Danielle?
0: Oh no, never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever.
1: At least you know whatever the person was eating was fresh from that restaurant. Exactly, okay. which
0: is a hundred percent why I would choose that. The okay. stuff in the fridge, like oh no, like I don't
1: even think this is worth a negotiation. I don't think there's any room to negotiate this one. No, no. <laughs> like sometimes I take
0: leftovers home for the restaurant, and the next day I'm like, mm, that's that's got to be bad by yeah. now, and that's not even that's like twelve yeah. hours later. Yeah. So. Right. yeah easily okay especially if it's a french fry piece, yeah, well, of, cake, yeah. piece of pizza they, they didn't piece say of what cake. it was right no didn't say what it was no that's specific. what i'm saying if it
1: was like oh they bit from this exact spot on the burger and you have to put your mouth in there that might be a little harder to do but you know anyway that's getting really specific yeah. about <laughs>
0: it well you can give us your thoughts on would you rather yeah. through I mean, our social media platforms
1: i mean we'll say it again we are definitely planning at some point to do a video but yeah we I, just keep yep, we, we just keep not doing it someday um, or maybe we're just not ready for prime time. I feel like, I, I feel like
0: as soon as I'm like, oh, once work lightens up. Well, and then the work doesn't lighten this, up. This has been uh, you know, pretty crazy in, in the this start of the this, year. know,
1: uh, this TikTok generation, I feel like we could definitely, we could make a quick video. We could oh, do Oh, we it. certainly
0: could. Not in this outfit today. No, but. no.
1: Not in workout
0: clothes, but we can definitely do it. Yeah. We can do it. All right. Well. Feel free to give us your opinions on our mm-hmm. social media platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, at Unstuck Podcast One. Also, we will be increasing our content. So hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we can share some free resources for people that are struggling with kids' um, behaviors or mental health to give some, some other options besides a spanking.
1: Yes. <laughs> spanking. We're also hoping to get some more guest uh, appearances. Um, because I think that really does enhance our product. We're lining
0: up the school year, folks. We're lining up the school. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay on the edge of your seats because we're coming. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we'll see, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.